You are listening to A Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. A Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. What's up, guys? This is Coffee and Colin, where we just chat over coffee. I'm one of your co-hosts, Isaac. I am Noah Yero, and thank you so much. Sit back, enjoy, and come along for the ride. We're gone! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. We are, once again, doing Coffee and Calling. I'm Noah, joined by... Me. <laughs> Isaac, Isaac who, Steiner. Who is me? He's yeah. just not going to name himself. And uh, Isaac, um, please please enlighten everyone who the most beautiful guest we've ever had on the podcast yes. is. Yes. That's too kind. And and he has the same name as my brother. <laughs> yeah. And I have the same name of his brother. It's it's crazy. crazy. The way it's God works. Crazy. Right. It's biblical, too. Mm. It's biblical. Mm. But this is Eli Gilmore. Mm. <laughs> Welcome to the wow. podcast. No, thank you for joining us for real. Could you just for the listeners give a little tidbit of you, where you're at right now, what you're doing here at IWU? Yeah, just a little introduction. Yeah. Uh, so, like you guys said, Eli Gilmore. It's the name. Um, I grew up. <laughs> it's the name. <laughs> about 18 years in southeast Michigan around Ann Arbor. Um, grew up. Dad was a pastor there, so grew up in that church and through a series of events. Uh, led me to going to school here for Christian Ministries, where I'm a sophomore now. So, mm, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. exciting stuff. Dang. So, fun. and you told me right before this that your parents yeah. moved. Yep. So, because you went to, you were at one year of college here. Now you've moved, like now your whole family's moved. So you don't go back home to all those old friends. Correct. How is how's that transition? Yeah. So they actually they moved out of my hometown last summer because my dad was a pastor at um, a church called Keystone Church for oh, 26 yeah. and a half years. Yeah, where Dan's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say that sounded really familiar. Yeah, yeah. So my dad was a pastor there for 26 and a half years right after coming out of school here, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. wait. Didn't, did Grant go there? Grant, Grant, Grant there? Yeah, Grant. Grant did Grant grow grew up, up going there? Me. Yeah, he grew yeah. up with you. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, Just a friend from here right, right, in the past. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so my dad was a pastor and then he, uh, stepped down from the lead pastor position, feeling the Lord leading him Mm. to, um, pursue a PhD so that he become, can become a professor. Mm, Uh, and so he stepped away and started his PhD. My parents moved out of the town. And so it's been, I've been, when I went home for like winter break and stuff last year, it was the same way where I was at a different town and everything. So it it was a little weird, but it was kind of like, how far did they move? From home, fifty minutes. About. Fifty minutes. Okay, yeah, so a good minutes, amount. But yeah, I mean, I could still visit friends, but yeah, not in a day. You know, yeah, exact. So, um, but it was kind of just like everything in my life stayed consistent for about eighteen years, other than you know, being a kid and growing up. But yeah. like same town, same church, same school, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then just in one moment, everything changed. But mm, wow, yeah, well, that's crazy. But you mentioned you you were. Uh, son, so you're like a PK, right? yep. pastor's oh, yeah. kid, you know, um, <laughs> but now you're in Christian ministry. So you want to be in some level, right? A pastor. Yeah. So take us there. How does that happen? Because I know a lot of PKs who are like, that's the last thing I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> or PKs it, that have just completely fallen <laughs> face of the earth. They're just like, yeah, yeah they want yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. to do with Jesus. Right. 
I mean, for, for a while, I mean, I never got to that point. I mean, when I was a kid, grew up in the church and Jesus was both explained to me as, um, as a good person, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he was explained as God and that that was good and all that stuff. So I never had a negative view of Jesus and especially like my parents and the church I grew up in, they lived it out too. So it wasn't uh, like I yeah. was seeing deep hypocrisies in it. So, uh, thankfully I never got to that point, but I mm. was, I was living where like, no, I, I don't want to. Ah, uh, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. My dad's doing. Like, yeah, nobody wants to grow that. up and do what their dad does. Right, like exactly. once they get to like high school or something, uh-huh. like, I'm not doing it's that. Like that's not cool. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I sat in that for for a while. Um, and you know, even when I was in maybe later in middle school, there were there were people from the church that would come up to me and just say, you know, oh, you should go into ministry when you're older. And like, wow, from middle school. Yeah, from end of middle school. Dang. Much. And but I, I just rejected it mm-hmm. um just in the sense of like because like a, a line that i heard more than once was you should go into ministry to carry on the family business oh so it's like basically it's like Ooh. oh it'd be a fun idea to see you know i love your dad on stage so it'd be fun to see you on stage you on too stage, yeah. you know um so for me that was kind of uh, whether that was the intention or not it was an excuse to kind of um reject what they were saying yeah and not put any value to it and just be like nah they're just saying that because they think it's a cool thought and yeah. I don't want to. I want to make more money. I don't want to Amen. have, you know, the risk of moving around so much. And yeah. so, um, for sure. So I was sitting in that for a while. Um, wow. and then I got to high school and I was like, okay, this is the time to figure out what I want to do. It's going to lead to college. Let's try and figure this out. I tried out a whole bunch of different things. I grew up in a, in a high school that had a, a lot of a lot of different programs I could try out. So I tried out sports, you know, I tried out basketball, football. I did, I threw in track and field. I tried running, hate running, not (laughs) not my thing at all. Not at all. Um, But I tried out all these things. I tried out culinary arts. Um, Dang, you went, I tried out working with cars. I tried working, I tried playing piano, guitar, Mm. like uh, I tried business, accounting, tried out the finance world and tried it all out. Dang. And Time and time again, I was just disappointed. I was wow. like, I'm not good at this mm. for like 90% of the things I tried. Culinary arts? No. Working <laughs> with cars? Didn't understand a thing. But yeah, so 90% of it, I just was not into any of it. But it was also like, even if I was, I couldn't see myself doing it mm. forever. It was like, it's kind of draining me completely. Um, but wow. at the same time I was doing that in high school, I was also leading um, FCA. I was one of the leaders for oh, it. Oh, sick. Fellowship of Christian Athletes. What sport did you, I mean, did you stick with the sport through, I did, so, through high school or like, multi, I don't know. So COVID made it a little weird. Yeah, that's so true. football, I played seventh through 10th grade. Okay, got you. And then I quit it after 10th grade because I was, it was uh, not worth it. That's not for worth sure. It. Got Games you. were fun, but the, the rest of the culture, year. culture, yeah, all that oh, yeah. stuff. and yeah. Um, yeah. All the time, energy put into it wasn't worth it for me. Yeah. Um, but I was going to throw shot put and discus all throughout high school. And then junior year for me was COVID. Uh, and that happened second week of track. So didn't really get to do much of that. And then senior yeah. year, I had finished my senior year. I say that in quotation marks because I finished in November. Oh, wait, what? what? Yeah. So I graduated early. Okay. Um, I got all the credits that I could. Took like a all semester the early. early. Were yeah. you guys two semesters so we or did trimesters? trimesters. Okay. Yeah. So I got did, you. That's I did two trimesters different. early. It was like six months early, something like that. Dang, so bro. Then I couldn't do a spring sport because I wasn't in school. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but you were leading FCA. Sorry. I, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, Where did you go for after you graduated? Did you just have like a nine month period before school at Iowa? Or? Yeah. I mean, I thought about coming to Iowa the second semester, 
um, after winter break. Uh, but then I just didn't want to come in at an awkward time. Just yeah. Rather come in with all the other freshmen. So I, I started to do a little bit more in my youth group, which I'll probably mention right. later. Yeah. Cause this no, is, for sure. yeah. Um, so I started doing that, but I also worked two jobs and did a couple online courses through my community college and mm. transferred the That's credits nice. here. So That's super nice. It was super nice. All my friends were going to school, waking up super in early your... and I was chilling, making a bunch, a bunch of money and <laughs> it, it was great. I'm not going to be a pastor. <laughs> uh, that's funny, yeah, dude. It was great. That's good. Um, but yeah, FCA. Yeah. Um, I was I was leading that. I started that. I think my freshman sophomore year. I think sophomore year. I don't I don't really remember this specific year, but um, I started leading in that. I remember specifically one time. It was one of the first times I was leading the night. Uh, I think it was the first time I was doing it by myself, and I was putting together a presentation. Um don't even remember what it was over, but I remember putting together the presentation and it was just like I had done for school hundreds of times, you know, presentations is something you do so much. Oh, and so yeah. putting the Google slides sure. together, whatever, like super monotonous, that kind of stuff. But, um, so it was the same motions, but it was something completely different for FCA, at least the content. Cause I'd never done a slideshow for school over Christianity <laughs> yeah, and what it means to live out Christianity or a Bible topic, like anything like that. And I found that I enjoyed it, that the time went by fast wow. and that I didn't, I wasn't drained. I felt energized by it. And it's that, the opposite of everything yeah. else. Huh. Mm. And at the time it was like, oh, that's weird. Moved on. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I was like, I'm, I'm going to try out these other things first, you know, still no. <laughs> Looking back, it's like, how naive were right? we, bro? Exactly. God's like, are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm, I'm quite stubborn. So it was. In my story of my, my calling and stuff, it's it's a bunch of either little or big moments, however you want to define them. But a lot of those moments kind of um, each, you know, kind of um, hitting me in different ways. And it's kind yeah. of breaking the, the ice off or softening my heart, you could say, mm. um, to God or at least his calling yeah. for me. Um, so that was one of them. Uh, and then also, you know, I also had a, a Christian camp experience, NTS camp, never the same. If you've ever been there or heard of it. Um, there was just a sermon and there was, there was a call to ministry, like, you know, all the people feeling a call to ministry, stand up, all that kind of stuff. And I, I remember I was, I didn't stand up because I was questioning it at that time. At that time I was having conversations mm. with my youth pastor, um, about it and everything. Um, so I was questioning it. I kind of added it into one of the options. I wasn't completely rejecting it anymore. And, um, so I didn't stand up. Cause I was like, ah, it doesn't feel right. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm kind of not confident. Um, and then I, afterwards we were doing like a foot washing thing and I was standing next to my youth pastor's wife actually. And she asked me why I didn't stand up because she knew I'd been having those conversations. And I was like, yeah, I'm just waiting for a sign, you know, just waiting for a sign from God to that. I'm actually called, <laughs> yeah. you know, expecting oh, him to like, boy grab me by the shirt and like lift me up, Pick you up yell yeah. at me or just a voice from the clouds, something like that. Like a sign rolls out. It's like, Eli, stand up, you know, something <laughs> right. crazy like that. I don't, I don't know what I was waiting for, but I thought I was waiting for something. And she said, well, maybe that was it. And it was like in that moment, I was like, I felt what I didn't know then, but I can look back now and say was conviction from the Holy Spirit mm. for sure. It was like that, what she just said is definitely true. Um, wow. Yeah. And so there was that moment and I was like, okay, so that's, that's something. But then I got back to 
life. And you played and it off. I played it off. Yeah. I was like, I still wanted to figure it out, still all this kind of stuff. And um, I had a good relationship with my youth pastor at the time, thankfully. Um, and he could kind of, uh, we could butt heads mm -hmm. because he could meet me at my stubbornness and kind of just yeah. attack me in that. And uh, very thankfully, because he, he looked at me, he would look at me and he would say, um, he'd say that he knows the Lord has called me into ministry. He's just waiting for me to find out that he's right. <laughs> that was it. And I was like, no, no, you're not. Dude, you're that, not reminds, right. that reminds me of like Paul when he says to them, he's like, and all you people who don't think the same way, I, I pray that God will realign your thoughts or something like that yep. to be with us. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's funny. That's so why he said that. I don't know how many times, but especially after camp, he kept on saying that. I'm like, no, no, you're not, you're not right. And, and then um, what led me to finally accept all of those things was the persistence of my youth pastor. Mm. Um, the affirmation from my um, youth pastor's wife as well. Um, and then also other people at the church were still saying the same things, but this yeah. time I wasn't hearing carry on the family business. It was. it was like, I was actually getting encouragement from other pastors and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I see this in you and I think you're called into ministry. So there was a couple more occurrences of that, that kind of was like, okay, gosh. All right. Yeah. Um, but it still wasn't going through because even in my own relationship with the Lord at the time, I would say I wasn't giving up everything yeah, or most yeah. things even. And so obviously if I wasn't giving up most aspects of my life, my calling, my career, all that kind of stuff, I'm not going to give that to him either. Um, and so through a series of convictions, it was through um, people entering my life that exemplified what it looked like to be Christian. Uh, like Grant and Dan were important yeah, ones in bro. that of like coming back for their internship was huge for me. Uh, was they, when they came oh, back, wow. were you in high school? Like, yeah. you were in that, were you a senior? Or? I was going to be a senior. So it was the summer you were going to it be a senior? It was 2020. It was 2020. I, I don't remember when summer they went, of, but. Summer of 2020, I was going to be a senior. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And, um. Shout out Dan and Grant. <laughs> yeah. And, but I was like, because like, I could look at my dad, my mom, and other people in the church that modeled Christianity, but to me, they were just older. They were wiser. It's going to happen to me at some point in my yeah. life. That's yeah. an excuse. You know, it's just, I'll wait. I'll just live in the yep. flesh for now. Yeah. But, um, no, for real. But then I saw them and I saw people who were actually striving at the Lord and they were only three years older than me. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. Mm. So that's not something that has to wait or mm -hmm. something that should wait. No. And so it was through that and just reading the book of James. Like, oh, that'll get you, bro. It did. Oh, my god! I love the book of James because he is straightforward and to the point and yep. very convicting. And like, yes, you, you believe, but what is faith without works? Yeah. Faith without yeah. deeds is dead. Like, yeah. And I looked at my life and I was like, even the deeds that I might want to say is for God, I can just tell they look nice to the world, but they're only for my own glory. Yeah. You know, they're only for my own satisfaction, my mm -hmm. own image, whatever it is. And so... After he basically humbled me in that way, um, that led to my calling as well. It wasn't just uh, he had to convict me in my calling, it had to convict me in my entire life. Yeah. Um, and so he really softened my heart, put me in my place because like, I was trying to put myself above everybody. And through that, it just came to like, once I was faced mm. with the calling again, it's like, yeah, yeah, ministry, I've known it for years. So yeah, I'm going into ministry. <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> so. That's incredible. Yeah. Was there like a moment when that happened? You know what I mean? Like, not that it had to be some high camp experience, but it was just like you sitting by yourself, you're like, yeah, like, 
yeah, this is it, you know? No. There just wasn't kinda, one specific moment. Just uh, over time, it's like, mm-hmm. yep. I, yep. I, I, there was definitely a moment in me that happened, but I, I can't, I don't remember the moment. Yeah. But I, I might have taken my youth pastor two months to find, three months to find yeah. out that that was the case, that I had decided that. Because, <laughs> yeah. let me ask, because you were, were you stubborn and you didn't want to tell them that you was right? I, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, sure. 100%. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Dude, I, I could that see it because I have the same thing where it was like, if somebody tells you, I can't wait for you to realize when I'm right, it's like, I'm going to do everything in my power to oh, make sure yeah. you're not right. Yes, oh, exactly. you know? Yeah, it's like your parents right. say, hey, don't do this. It's like, no, that's the only thing I want to do now. Yeah, it wow. puts you in your mind. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, that's funny, bro. Yeah. Was there like anything, I mean, you mentioned, right, about your parents, how some people said like, carry on the family business. Was there like any fear of going in? Of like the call to ministry where it's like, man, yeah, I just don't want to do that because maybe family business. But was there anything else like mm. of a reason not wanting to yeah. do it? Yeah, there was, so there was three main reasons. Yeah. Two of the ones I already talked about uh, in the sense of like money. Yeah. I didn't want to have to worry about that. And I didn't want to have to worry about moving around a lot. I know that wasn't my experience as a PK. But most. Very thankfully, but, um, but most. Yeah, yeah most, most are. People, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, very realistically are. Um, and so... I knew if I stepped into ministry, that was a very real possibility. But the one that I'd probably say, because those are probably just the, those probably aren't really fears. They're just me not Preferences wanting. Preferences and yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, I got you. The one that I'd say was a fear is I don't like talking in front of people uh, at all. Hmm. I, even now, like I've, I've had more experience with it. Like I've, I've done a podcast before. I've led my youth group before I did FCA. So like I kind of just forced myself into it. Yeah. Um, but it's very unnatural for me mm. and I get very, I get very nervous, uh, very anxious, even to lead a small group of six people. It's like, if I know I have prepared something and the people, even if they're my best friends are looking to me to present that, yeah. I just get this feeling of, of anxiety. Of yep. like just my thoughts are racing. I, I get so stiff and, um, mm. that was true of me in high school. And I was like, no, I, I'm never going to be a pastor because yeah. I never want to go on the stage and, have that have to be my job. So dang, yeah, dang. I think I'd rather have someone that's fearful on a stage than someone that's too comfortable on a stage, because there comes a sense of I need to watch what I'm going to say. Yeah, I need to be careful with my words. Yeah. Whereas definitely. people that are very comfortable on a stage sometimes are just like, yeah, I'm I can nervous. say whatever. I can do whatever the heck I want. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of when you get into that role of a pastor can be manipulative mm-hmm. because they kind of just are. A, you know, kind of flying on the seat of their pat on the seat of their pants, and you're just like, I don't, I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. But you, you consistently like hit on the theme of, yeah, it was like this softening, like this this softening mm-hmm. of your heart. Like I was, I was running a pharaoh, and how his heart was hardened. Yeah, and God did the opposite work for you. You know, it came from a part of super, super hardened, right? And it got to a place of where yeah. you were finally softened enough right. and sensitive enough to to hear that. But how has that like played out? in the way you do ministry, in the way that you share Jesus to others, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. That was the softening of my heart. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> so I think a big part has been empathy. Mm. Experience, like, uh. like even even praying for empathy. Yeah. Um, because in my hardened heart, like, there's not much room for that. Yeah. Because a hardened heart, right, you can say that, but what it really means is I'm focused on myself. I only care about myself. I don't care what other people think. Yeah, like, day. That's mm-hmm. what I'm living out of is just ways to gratify my own desires, yeah. um, separate of thinking about others, really. 
um, and it's sticking in that and, and being stubborn, prideful. Mm. So that, that's, what it, that's what it meant in my life, at least. Uh, and so the softening of my heart has, has opened that up to actually Dang, reach into the understanding of other people. And when I'm sitting down and listening to somebody, humbling myself and saying that I can never fully understand what you've gone through. Mm. I can't. Yeah, I haven't no. gone through it. I, I really can't now. But I, I'm, I'm the God that is in me knows exactly what you've been through and yeah. how that's affected you and how you're feeling. And so it's praying for that God to help me feel what they're feeling. Yeah. Just in the sense Dude. of relating to them, weeping while they're weeping mm. or being joyful when they're joyful, celebrating when they are. So, yeah. um, and that is not something, that's something that's recent in my life that I've actually Dang. been able to experience. Um, because f- for all of high school, um, I probably could never really say that that was the case. Couldn't really empathize with people. And, and that's been a huge part of, of how I kind of interact with others. Yeah. Mm, for dude, sure. There's a crazy. You mentioned that. Cause there's a couple of people I, excuse me. There's a couple of people that I know, um, that when we talk about like gifts that God has gifted us with in wrestling with what, what they believe they're gifted in, it's like almost like this gift of empathy somehow. Like they can somehow sense or feel almost take on what other people are feeling. It, it was insane because they were pointing out that when, when they were young, they were feeling all these crazy emotions and they didn't know why. But then they came to a point that they actually were able to feel what other people felt as they walked past them. And wow. so like a lot of times they, they struggled because they didn't know what this was and nobody knew at the church all these things and some of them were calling them crazy, all, all these things that they had mental problems, all this. But then they started to realize what, what was actually happening and they started to use it for God. So when they walked past people and they could feel like the depression and the heaviness, bro, they would just go and walk and talk with them because they're like, I, I can feel it to a certain extent. I don't know everything you're going, like what you said, we can't know everything that they're going through, mm-hmm. but the spirit can communicate that to us. And so that's a beautiful thing that you're asking for that because I think it's something that a lot of times too with men, we suck at oh, empathy, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. And so our stubbornness is off the charts, mm-hmm. and he just really has to pick away at it. With I'm curious with, as viewing, right, a lot of people have the same view that you had as pastors and being called to ministry as speaking, mm-hmm. right? How has, how has your time here in understanding what more of, like, being a pastor would look like um, reshaped that? Yeah, you know that view of what actually is a pastor. What are you actually called into? Yes, right. ministry, but now like, maybe yeah, you'll speak sometimes. You know, you might speak, and God calls you yeah. to. Yeah. But how has He reshaped what it is to be a pastor in the ministry to yeah. you? Um, that's that's a good question because um, it, it has really changed since since coming to college. Come on I, now, I what? To, yeah, I used to think like. Because that, that was my role of my dad, right? He was a lead pastor, so that's what I saw. You speaking all the was, time. Was you speaking all the time? Yeah. Um, sure, going to board meetings and all that kind of stuff during the week, but all you're doing is preparing sermons. And yeah. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's that's what I thought it was. Um, but my experience so far in college uh, has has been a lot of uh, walking with people where they're at, and th- and through the the struggles that they have, and and us also the praises, but it's. Um, sitting down to listen to them. Yeah, it's sitting down to give them advice when they're asking for it and when they're in need of it. Um, it's it's a lot more of connecting with them on that level. At least for me, it has. Um, and so 
for me, it's it's less of being on the stage, almost looking not down, but but on the people and and telling them this is the way to live life, uh, and and it's more of living that life with them. Wow. Throughout the week. Dang. Yeah. That's um, good. And so that's how it's it's changed in my mind. It's like mm. where I I don't ever see myself being in a job where I don't speak on stage like that. That'll be a part of it. Yeah. Like that that's the pastor for like maybe the lead pastor, teaching pastor, whatever is out for a couple of weeks, whatever it is. You have to you step know? in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that not being the, the main emphasis, yeah. uh, or the, the ends, you know, it's a means, but it's, it's not the end. That's so um, good. So that's so good. And then with your, with your like fear of it, cause a lot of people have this right fear of public speaking. I mean, like for me, I enjoy speaking, but me, I me still too. have that angst when I'm going, when I'm going up to speak yeah, so I can sure. resonate with you. Um, where, where does that come from? Is it a fear of, I have to preach this word right? You know what I'm saying? Like that fear of, yeah. oh my goodness, I'm handling God's word. And the fear of that and the authority it has. Or is it from just like, just public speaking? You know what I mean? Like yeah. in front of people, yeah. it's just uncomfortable. You yeah. know? Where's, where's that coming more for you? Yeah. For me, it's definitely a lot more than just public speaking. Yeah. Of like, um, a lot of thinking about what if I say the wrong thing? Mm. You know, well, what are people going to think if I do this? Like I, I got to meet X or exceed X people's expectations yeah. and that kind of stuff. Um, I have to entertain them. I have to keep them engaged. Oh, There's dude, a lot I of hate that crowd. Yeah. Entertain them. Right. Oh my goodness. Right. Yeah. 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 But so I, like, I understand that. Yeah. Continue. Right. So, so it's like, that's a lot more of the fears uh, that are going on in my brain. It's like, I, I, I look at, at it as an opportunity, right? Like it's a, it's a blessing to be able to, ever say the name of God, much yeah. less in, on stage in front of other people, um, especially teaching about God. Like, that's a huge blessing, and I understand that. But typically before, you know, before I ever get up there, it's, it's, oh, it's really focusing on just how I want to be almost perfect in the, yep. what I say and it flowing well and all that kind of stuff. So it's Dang. a lot more of just the public speaking aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. And has, as your time here and, like, leaning into your call to ministry, right, has the Lord refined that and shaped that? I mean, yeah, you can still have, there's like what we talked about oh, yeah. before, a right fear of it, a right um, mm -hmm. nervousness to understand what you're doing. Because like you said, I shout out Grant, Grant again, Grant Armstrong, talking to him. And he reminded me that when he was talking, um, well, with his wife now, he didn't, um, he said, I'm, kind, I'm like nervous. Like, I, mm. I'm kind of nervous to go up and preach like more so than other times. She's like, that's okay. Yeah. Because. I'll be scared when the if the day ever comes when you say you're not, because then you walk up confident saying you have this. It's like no, <laughs> yeah. only God has it. Yeah. You know. So I'm curious how has, if at all, how has it changed for you viewing mm -hmm. public speaking and viewing doing such things as that? Yeah, for God, um, it's it's changed a, a lot in the sense of, I don't I don't try and change. So this is true of my entire life, but I don't I don't try and change the feeling itself. Um, like I'm not going in beforehand. I'm not like, all right, I'm, I'm feeling worried, nervous, anxious, whatever you want to call yeah. it. So let's try and attack that and change how I feel so that I can be in the right place to, um, to present whatever this is. It's like, no, okay. So I feel this way and there's not really anything I can do about it. I, that's the way it is. So, yeah. so for me, it's, it's reminding myself of the truths of like, yeah, come on now, dude, this is, this is a blessing. Like this mm. is a great opportunity where I can do where I can uh, spread the name of Jesus and 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 share about who He is and especially who He is to me and and all that kind of stuff. And also like 
um, focusing more so on the, the communal aspect of speaking, mm. right? Um, in the sense of a lot of it can be luxury, you know, sort of yeah. on the stage. But um, it's also like while I'm talking, focusing on other people rather than just myself mm. um, to kind of just like engage with them um, yeah. and try and if depending on the situation, more of a conversation rather than just straight lecture. Mm. But um, really focusing on how how is what I'm saying bringing us together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the the idea of of speaking truth over it, right? Like, so often I'm into like behavior modification, where I'm like wanting to change a behavior or yeah. like the way I'm feeling because I don't like it, <laughs> yeah, and right. trying to tell myself not to be sad. Like, mm. bro, what what are you trying to accomplish here? Like, yeah. oh, be happy. Like, what does that even mean? But mm. I think <laughs> reminding myself of the truth of scripture, the mm. joy you can find, that the joy yeah, of the Lord yeah. is my strength. What does that mean? Yeah. Meditate on it. Let that yeah. transform you. Yeah. I think is so wise. And I think, I think whoever's listening would be just, they would probably love hearing that, but they'd also love hearing more wisdom from you. Mm -hmm. And so what, what would like a piece of advice be for, for someone that's like going into ministry or honestly, whoever's listening to it, just either a piece of advice that you would give to someone or something the Lord's been teaching you. Like you, you've already shared so much wisdom. Like what's one more piece that you have for us? Um, one, probably the one of the biggest aspects that I haven't shared yet, and and don't don't do it alone, like mm, yeah, don't try and figure out your calling into ministry. Don't try and do ministry by yourself. Like, <laughs> Come on, yeah, use the community that God Facts. provides. Um, whether it's to help you process the way God is moving in your life, if you're actually called into ministry, or accountability while you're in it, of of keeping making sure that you're actually pursuing Christ, um, and not going into or deviating from his path or anything, as well as just even having them there for your encouragement. Um, mm. I found that that, that is, has been probably the most important aspect in yeah. the past two years of my life um, is, is the community that I found and the people that I found, whether that's a mentor or whether that's Dude. just a peer um, or somebody to pour into mm-hmm. um, that, that keeps me in Christ uh, as I'm in mm. the body. So yeah, that would be my one suggestion is, is don't do it alone. That's so yeah, good. That's, that's, I, dude, echo that so much. Like, it's so important. And I, I think these past couple of years, and like we're, so he's in the, he's in the group that we meet up on Sundays and just read yeah, scripture yeah. together. Yeah. And dude, there's no agenda except for reading the word and diving into it with us and God directs conversation. And just what it means to have brothers, like to have a community to go together to God and to be in, to be in communion with one another, mm. how important that is. You know, I can't tell you how many times like, Either he said something or someone else said something that convicted me in my yeah, life yeah. or encouraged me yeah. in my life without without you even like preparing something. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's just living in that community. But bro. Yeah. And I think with with that being said, like if you're if you're sitting at home or you're sitting wherever you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, I don't have that, you can do two things. You can pray about it first and foremost. God will provide. Yeah. Facts. Even when you're not praying about it, he provides. He just knows what you need. He knows your heart and your desires. Yeah. Secondly, Go find it. Like sometimes we're we're like, I want that sign. I want that big old billboard sign that says, I'm your new friend. No, like <laughs> go find it. Yeah. Like so often that so many great things have started because one person had a vision from the Lord, one person had a desire, one mm. person had a spirit led like moment. And they said, Okay, I'm gonna go for it. I need help. I need people. Right. Yeah. There, there's a prayer group that Isaac and I we we pray with and it started small and now it's gotten a little bigger. But it's been so amazing because all we do is simply pray. The same way you guys simply read scripture. So I love that. And I just want to say, go find it. 
Don't mm-hmm. don't sit around complacent mm-hmm. waiting for God just to bring everything together for you. He will, yeah. but he also wants you to participate in that work with him. Right, right. Dang. Mm. Yeah. And God moves in community. Yeah. Leave it that like what mm-hmm. you said. You've oh, been yeah. you've been talking about it like your whole time. God moves in community. Imagine those people didn't speak into you from exactly. middle yep. school that you were called. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that was that Definitely. was a part of it to like peel back the layers of your heart so God mm-hmm. could be at that time. And then he's like, now I give. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. now you know. Yeah. And so God moves in community. So if he's putting on your heart to have that community, he's putting on someone else's heart as well. So go find that person. Oh, yeah. And so, Eli, thank you for, for joining us today. Yeah, like, for real. For, yeah. for being part of the community of today. Yeah, like today was sick. I mean, time has flown by. I was like, oh, crap. It's yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're at that time, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. But yeah, when you did that, I was like, why are you wrapping up so quick? And I was, I was like, oh. Because, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's part of community is just, Time flies by. It's awesome. Because it, it just, when we're reflecting around God, it's just, time is just not even anything. It isn't He's even outside happening. of time. We join with him, we're outside of time. No, I just don't quote that. <laughs> Out of context, Isaac. No. But thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for joining yeah. us. Yeah. No, and thanks for having me on. This was, was a great conversation. Oh, I it, it was it was amazing. And, and you blessed with your wisdom and your experience in ways that we'll yeah. probably remember for a while. Mm-hmm. So listeners, yeah, continue to stay, stay tuned. Listen to more. We've got plenty of guests and uh they're always bringing in just a good word from the lord so stay tuned we got more for you adios Adios. we'd also like to take a second to thank the school of theology and ministry at indiana wesleyan university for using their facilities we want to thank the call collective for producing all of our podcasts the call collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders to find out more information Visit at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Call Collective. Thanks for listening again and taking time in your day to have the chance to be formed by the conversations we have over coffee. See you guys next week.